Hey, how's it going? Xander Fryer, best-selling author and CEO and founder of High Impact Coaching here. And you are not going to want to miss this episode. Have you ever been close to being homeless? What about with two kids and no other options? You're not going to want to miss Angie Boone's story, how she went from being one day away from being homeless, another day away from having her car repossessed on Christmas Day to making 25 grand to pay off her debts and building a multiple six-figure coaching business in less than 60 days. She digs into the mindset shifts that were necessary. She digs into her 18-month journey and all the mistakes she made to get to that point of being stuck and everything that you need to know to make sure that you don't do the same thing and how she made such a quick turnaround. You guys aren't going to want to miss this episode. It's an amazing one. So I'll see you on the other side. How's it going, everybody out there? Xander Fryer, CEO and founder of High Impact Coaching, here with the amazing Angie Brune, who is executive coach and leadership expert, also does some career transition stuff. You know, Angie's an amazing, amazing coach. Angie, I'm really excited to dig into your story because you made, you said 22K this month so far? A couple so, more days left and a couple of call me maybes. Yeah. So we'll, we might even be able to round that up to 25, maybe even 30. Yeah. We'll see. But you're above the 20K mark this month. And I think what's really, really amazing is literally just two months ago, this would have been a total dream. Just two months ago, you were basically on the verge of being homeless, essentially. And we'll dig into that in just a second. But before we get into your whole story in the last year, because it's a much longer story, I think 18 months or two years worth of learning lessons here, I would just like to say welcome to the show. Thanks for coming. Thanks. Yeah, beautiful. So really excited to get rolling. But before we do, Angie, would you mind just telling everybody what you do as a coach? Yeah. So I support leaders in unlocking their maximum leadership potential without sacrificing their lives in the process, which includes some career fulfillment stuff. Like Yeah. So what got you into this space? Why are you so passionate about that? Yeah. So I spent 18 years of my life in the corporate space leading big teams for some marquee brands. You beat my six years by threefold. Yeah. So. <laughs> I'm also older than you, Xander. So you don't, you don't look at Angie. So, <laughs> but yeah, so I spent 18 years leading pretty big sales organizations and operational organizations for companies like Best Buy, Under Armour, and Tesla. Yeah. And a few years ago, had thought I turned 38 and I had this "What am I going to do when I grow up?" kind of feeling. Yeah. <laughs> Started, as, we, as we all do. <laughs> all do. Yeah. And so I started to think about what within my career at that point had I really gained the most energy from. There was two things. It was really helping leaders become their best and seeing transformation and then building. So I had a really cool opportunity with some of those organizations to build out businesses within them. Yeah. And so the thing for me was, okay, so how do I take those two things that I gained the most amount of energy from and turn it into something for myself and place a bet on myself. So that's how I got into the space. Awesome. And so you start your business around 18 months ago, you said? Yeah. So I started part-time, was leading teams still for Tesla, but wanted to start to dabble in it and build yeah. it 18 months ago. Yeah. So let's start there. Let's start digging in. So you start digging in part-time. And I think this is actually probably an important lesson I'd love to dig in. Like, you know, when you're starting to try and build your business part-time and working nine to five, I think people can build a coaching business while they're in a nine to five. But the thing that I always tell people is like in your head, you have to be a hundred percent in regardless of if you're in a nine to five or you're out of a nine to five. So I'd love to kind of hear your experience of trying to get your business up and running on the side. How was that? 
Yeah, I think to your point, you have to be all in, right? Especially if you're showing up for people every day. And for me, I was showing up for a few hundred salespeople and managers, yeah. as well as then showing up for myself for the business. But I will say that we all have the same amount of hours in the day, yeah. right? And so for me, it was like, I knew that this was something that I wanted to do. So I got up every morning at four, I hustled to build until I had to get the kids up, get the kids out yeah. the door pool, you know, then go to work and then come home from work, mom life until kids go to bed. And then it was 11 o'clock. So I literally slept every night for the first year from 11 PM to till four. Mm -hmm. Cool. And you did that for how long? I did that for a year, a, year. a little less than a year. Yep. A year. So where was your business by that point? A year down the line? My business was still like, you know, I had a lot of half-assed stuff, Xander, right? <laughs> Yeah. So I had a lot of half-assed stuff. So it was like half a website. Wearing a shirt that says, I fucking love you. And you're wondering. <laughs> I, I said it for the first time on Instagram today too. And I was like, oh, can I say that? My but anyway. company's called shit you don't learn in college, Angie. Let's be honest. You can say whatever the fuck you want on here. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah, I had a lot of stuff like kind of half pieced together. I was working with a coach, this coach. I was in a coaching group, but yeah, I had a lot of just halvesies stuff done. And yeah not really a clear, I could visualize, right? right. Where I want to all visualize. Yeah. All visualize. Right. I thought, honestly, I was like, okay, well I've done business development for big brands. Like yeah. I figured this out myself. I had a lot of piecemeal stuff. Didn't make any money. I took on a couple of clients for free so I could get some practice, yeah. but that's where I was. I feel like every coach does. They get some clients for free for practice. Right. But that doesn't help you learn how to build the business. No. So you then go for how long not making any money. <laughs> so like almost 18 months. Almost I, mean, 18 months. I mean, I mean, think about it. Right. So when I started, I then took the jump uh, full time in March. Right. And so 20, from March, March of 2019, March of 2019. And then from March to December 15th, I had made all of $2,000. So however many months that is. From March to December, you were going full time. So you didn't have any other money or you weren't. I didn't have any other income. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's a really pivotal part of your story. So tell me about that eight or nine months there. What was that like? How was that for you? And what were the ups and downs that you went through? Yeah. So the first couple of months, I mean, prior to I had invested in like getting my certification, like right. invest a lot of money, honestly, and in this process. So when it came time where I thought that, okay, I'm going to go full time. I've made these investments. I open the doors and cut yeah. the ribbon and clients are going to come pouring out. Like I'm going to pump out a bunch <laughs> of cool content and then, you know, I'm going to manifest this million dollars. And it's just, yeah. yeah. which by the way, I don't believe in manifestation to an extent. Okay. But it's, it's so interesting because I think, you know, what you're telling me right now is what I hear a lot of coaches say, don't get me wrong, Field of Dreams, great movie, but if I build it, they won't fucking come, right? Yeah. Just because you build it does not mean they will come. Yeah. And listen, like when you become a coach, right, you, you get all of a sudden get surrounded by a lot of coaches. Yeah. And there's one thing that I don't believe to be true. And I never had a word for it. I would just say it until I actually joined the program. And now I have a word for it because you gave it, but I don't believe in law of attraction. Yeah. Right. Like, and a lot of coaches believe like, Hey, if we just manifest it hard enough, we will get it. Yeah. No, it doesn't work that way. It takes action. It takes grinding. It takes grit. It takes yeah. all of that. Right. So, you know, awareness, yeah. as you call it in one of the modules, like I was like, ah, that's what I've been trying to say this whole time, you know? Yeah. So, Hey, Soren, mommy's on a call. Could you back up? Sorry, my son <laughs> with his iPad eating crackers. That's what he does. Yeah. So this is uh, why you do all this right for the kids. So yeah. That's exactly right. So anyways, no. So going back to nothing, 
Yeah. Thought that it would just happen and it didn't. So now come December, right? So I thought, okay, I've got some severance coming. You know, I had some severance. I thought by September, I've got to do something. Like I've got to, you know, I'd made a move, a state to state move. And by September, I had no choice. Please go in the kitchen. By then I had no choice. Like if I don't have income coming in by September, I'm screwed. Yeah. And it didn't come. And September came and went. And I think it's interesting because that's for so many people, they're like, okay, like I'm going to make it by September, but they don't really do the things that they need to do. Just like you're talking about, they kind of like try and like law of attraction it or manifest it. Right. And then nothing ends up happening and that deadline hits. And then you're just like, well, fuck what now? Yes. And there's like this confident, you know, there's like your mindset, which is you know, I'm learning even now, like this week, right? It's so important. So for me, it was like, I didn't know how to get myself out of this feeling of doubt and unworthiness. And so now you're on the phone with people trying to sell them you, right? Because you're your brand and you're trying to sell yep. them you. And yeah, I mean, I wouldn't have signed up with me either. And you're, and you're scared. You're yeah, scared. I, you're living from a place of scarcity, frankly. And you're like, you're trying to fend for your life, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly right. And, you know, when I get in December, when I connected with Kahal, I'll share a little bit because he did talk about scarcity. So I'll share a little bit of that. But so yeah, so September came and went, October came and went, November came and went, Christmas is around the corner. I'm a single mom with two kids. Yeah. And we're used to going to Minnesota, going back home to see my grandparents. Like we travel a lot. It's just, a, we just lived a different lifestyle. And, and you know, I had to not just say, hey, we're not going to be able to make this trip this year and go see my grandparents. But I was honestly worried, like, how am I going to get my kids Christmas? Like that in itself, in addition to the financial situation was hard. It was really hard. What was the financial situation at that point? Because you said you ran out of money in September. Yeah, I ran out of money in September. So imagine a place of like, listen, where I live is not cheap, right? The area. And even if it was, it wouldn't matter because I didn't have a dime coming in. But I literally had, this is hard for me to talk about, right? But I literally had. I think this is important because I think, you know, I tell people my story because like it took me probably like eight or nine months to tell my story of when I first started my business. I was like two weeks away from being homeless. I had a roommate at the time and I never told him right? Because like, I didn't want to admit it, but like I had $25,000 worth of credit card debt. I was not bringing any money in. Right. Mm -hmm. And it was terrifying. And I took me a long time to tell that to people. But as soon as I started to tell that to people, I think it really started to like help people realize like we've all been there. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to tell it. Right. So I was $25,000. I was exactly that. I was 24,000 and some in debt. Right. And not credit card. So I I beat you is what you're saying. Yeah. Well, and but here's the deal. It wasn't credit card debt. It was like, I, hadn't paid rent. In- it was back bills. So you had me. I, I couldn't pay rent. I couldn't pay my car payment. I couldn't pay my cell phone payment. Like Wi-Fi gets turned off yeah. and I start getting the letters. Right. Yeah. And the first letter you're like, okay, oh, I swear to God, I'm going to figure this shit out. Then the second letter comes and the third letter comes and they're like, you have until December 20th to get caught up and almost $12,000 worth of rent. Otherwise we're going to, you're out. Yeah. So at this point in the car and everything else. Yeah. The bills, the car, the phone, the wireless. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't have a place to go. My parents are both passed. I don't have any other, right. So I'm like, maybe this is just it. Maybe this is the universe's way of telling me that this is not what I should be doing. And that, you know, you start thinking about, I can't believe I did this. I can't believe I did this to my kids. And this is the position that I put us in by making this decision. Yeah. So the guilt guilt. was my D day. Like December 20th was like, if I don't do this, I'm living with a girlfriend and my kids are going to go live with their dad. Like, honestly, like that's the point that it was at. And I started to think like, maybe that's the best thing for them. Like those are the thoughts that start to go through your mind when this happens. Right. 
So yeah. And then we want to talk about how I get out of it. (laughs) Yeah. But I think, thank you for sharing that, by the way, Angie, I think, you know, I can, as much as I'd love to be able to relate to this, I can't because I've never been a mom and I never will be a mom, but the guilt that you had to go through thinking just like what you just mentioned, like, how could I put my kids through this? Now, how could I have gotten us as a family into this point? Right. It's tremendous. And I think with anybody that should have broken most people. And I think one of the things, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on this, but I have this belief that whenever I ask for courage, God or the universe or whatever it is, the higher power, aliens that are just more intelligent than us, whatever it is, they don't give you courage. They give you the opportunity to be courageous. When you ask for bigger impact and more, right, they don't just give it to you. They give you the opportunity to grow. And what is the opportunity? It's discomfort and it's hard and it's, it's like you mentioned, grit and it's pressure. You know, pressure, the thing that I love hearing is like pressure causes pipes to burst, but it also turns coal into diamonds, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So December 20th, you're out on the street if you don't make something amazing happen. At this point, what is it? Early December? When is it? So somewhere between like December 10th and December 15th is when things then started to happen. But if I can, before I jump into that, say what you're just comment, what you just said, hundred percent, I agree, right? I said, I didn't have any resources. I didn't have anywhere to go to dig me out. I did have some friends like literally bringing me groceries so my kids would get fed, right? Like I had that, but when your back's against the wall, it's like fight or flight, right? What are you going to do? And that's where I think to your point, like the universe gives you not the courage, but makes you courageous. And it was like, I have to do something different. I did not know what that different was. I had no idea what it was. Yeah. So what so, next? Somewhere yeah. between the 10th so, and the 15th. I'm hanging on the edge here, Anne. Okay. Like, so somewhere between like December 10th and 15th. I don't know the exact date, right? But I think it was Josh liked one of your posts on Instagram. Yeah. Josh slid into my DMs yeah. and was like, hey, thanks for liking this post. Hey, so I see you're a coach. Have you been able to take this full time yet? And yeah. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I have, right? Yeah, like, but it's not working. <laughs> yeah. And that's what I said to him. I'm like, yeah, I have, but it's not working. Or I think he asked me like, well, how's it going for you? And I'm like, yeah. it's not, it's fucking not. So, you know, I don't know what you want me to say. And so we chatted, like, he was really cool. We chatted back and forth for a minute. And then he set me up with Kahal. He's like, Hey, yeah. can I have you talk to this guy? Mm-hmm. So I get on the phone with Kahal and he gives me a couple, like he asked me about my program. I told him and he says, one of the things he said, he said, Hey, can I just give you one little piece of advice? Cause he said, how's your clothes right? I was yeah. like, non-existent 18 months of non-existent I'm not even getting leads so I don't know what to tell you you know like somehow the universe hasn't dropped any of that on my lap yeah. and so he tells me one thing one small thing in that like I don't know less than 30 minute call which was change the length of your program people want transformation quickly they don't want to wait six months yeah. so I made that one little change yeah. and all of a sudden I got a client I went back to my like couple people I had talked to and I got a client and I was like okay all right yeah. this is something right so mind you Kahal is persistent right so he's like texting me he's calling me so finally it was like i can't pay my fucking rent like i said (laughs) so i really want to i believe in this program this little nugget you gave me gave me a little bit of like i can do something hope hope, yeah a little bit of hope but i can't and he's like listen let's just jump on a call and talk through it and for the first time xander i felt like someone cared somebody actually cared somebody actually cared because to be honest with you and i'm sure every coach out there has the same experience you get inundated with coaches who coach coaches and they all want to jump on a call and then they want to sell you something and literally i was like "Ah." Like the little nugget you gave me is great, but I don't have the money. Literally yeah. don't have the money to do it. Yeah. And so he's like, let's just get on a call. And so he, we get on this call and I had an actual consultation that like 
later in that afternoon, right? And he says, first thing he talks to me about is my confidence. He's, yeah. And gives me this confidence kick in the ass, right? He's like, you're way too fucking smart for this. Stop this scarcity shit. Stop yeah. acting like you can't do this. Like get out of your head. And then he walked me through some closing techniques and yeah. through the consultation guide, right? And so that, the next consultation, like 15 minutes later yeah. and closed it. And he's like texting me, he's like, how did it go? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, okay. Like he didn't know the extent, right? Like Cole didn't know, like Cole just like, whatever, I'm broke. Okay, everybody hears that. Yeah. I really was. And so every day, almost every day from there, he's messaging me and he's like giving me a little bit, but then saying, be the client that you want to attract. Yeah. Join the group, right? And I was like, okay, one client at a time from December 10th through December 20th. Yeah. Okay? I was literally paying, here's 2,000, here's 2,000, here's 2,000, here's 2,000, here's two, like to pay my bills. Yeah. So one client at a time to get through the bills, right? And then comes, I got to pay my car because by December 20th. Did you make it? You made it? I made rent. Oh my God. Yeah. So here's the point, right? So December 20th, yeah. no shit. I kid you not. That's my last day, right? Yeah. I walk into the leasing office with the very last check because the client signed December 20th. Yeah. I ran over. I paid the very last, like, okay, now rent's done. Now I got to worry about so this my was cost. 24K in debt that you made up over the course of like less than two weeks. But, and by the way, two grand at a time. Yeah. And you know, my pricing is better now, but two grand at a time. Yeah. So that's done. Now I'm like, okay, now I got to get my car paid before they come and take it on Christmas day. Cause yeah. that's the day. Merry Christmas, Angie. Fucking Merry Christmas. So Christmas Eve, I got a consult call. I like drop my kids at their aunt's and I'm like, I'm sorry. I got to just run into your basement. I got to take this call. Yeah. The woman's like, cause I needed that last person to sign. Yeah. To take it in the car. She says, give me till Thursday to think about it. And I'm like, oh, fuck. well, it's gone. Yeah. So I can, you know, I got to figure that out next. And Christmas night, yeah. I had to pay by 9 p.m. This is no joke. 8 p.m. All of a sudden I get ding. She paid the invoice. <laughs> and we were like flipped around to pay my car payment. And I was like, holy shit. I cannot believe I just in 15 days dug out of all of that. And I, you know, like no idea. Yeah. I was like, I cannot believe I just, oh, like, yeah. So 25K, 15 days. But like after so, making a total of two grand over the 18 months prior to that. Yes. So now I get Kahal texting me going, want to be the last client on <laughs> 2019. I'm like, I have one more guy on the hook right now. This guy, yeah. like this guy signs with me, this next client, I'm joining this fucking program, right? Yeah. One to get Kahal off my back, but two, like without a doubt, I was like, if I could do this with this little of information and coaching and training, right? One hour and 30 minutes, I think in total, right? What can I do with all of it? And so, yeah, the very next client that signed, I was like five in the morning, my time, which is like, you know, 2 a.m. call time. I'm like, hey, call me when you wake up. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, congratulations, by the way. That's amazing. And since then, you've made 15, 20 grand each month since then continuing to climb your way out and not only just climb your way out of that, but building to yeah. that next level, right? So tell me about the last couple of months. Actually, let's do this. Tell me about like through that whole process, what do you think was your biggest learning lesson? Because I think there's so much there that like I'm sitting here and I'm on edge and I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing learning lesson. This is like, what would be your biggest learning lesson from that whole experience? Yeah, like you said, there's a lot, right? Here has been my biggest, a couple. One yeah. is mindset, yeah. right? Like really building your mental toughness and being in the right space to 
be in true service of people. Because when you're at that point, like as a coach, that's, that's what we're here to do. Like we're to serve whoever that client is for us, right? And I think like as coaches, we all know mindset, 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 right? But there's a difference between understanding that mindset's imp- important and actually living yes. from that place of mindset. Yes. You, could, you could know it, you know, intellectually or intelligently all you want, but actually being able to live from a place of service and not yep. fear, even when you're in a place of scarcity and like lack, that's mm-hmm. a totally different story. Yeah, completely. Right. Yeah. And it's hard to show up the way you want to show up when you're living in that space. Right. But it's not impossible to get through. So I think that the mindset work is really important. I had never really worked on mindset. It wasn't anything that was ever on my radar prior to, but I believe that to be true now. The other thing I would share is the business development side is really important. Yeah. And making the right investment to the right investment, the right, right? Like I made a lot of dumb investments last year, but (laughs) to build, to have a, a, just a process is so important right? Because you can wing a couple clients, but here's my learning. Like as soon as I hit like client number 10, it was like, shit, like there's so much more. I thought I built out all the business stuff. And now there's so much more that I didn't know and understand to really scale. So it doesn't matter. I built businesses. That's what I did. It does not matter. It is completely different in the space. And to not have the arrogance to believe that you don't need help and support is the other thing is the second thing. The third, I would say from a personal perspective is it truly takes a village to, to yeah. do that. And so like how it takes I, a village to raise a child. It takes a village I, to raise a coach. <laughs> I say it takes a village to raise an entrepreneur. Like, it, Oh, it, it does. Re- it's so true. So true. Right. And yeah. having the right people around you to support you is important. Like I said, I had husbands of girlfriends bringing me groceries and stuff, that kind of thing. But having the right support system around you of people that understand yeah. And most can, people don't. Most people don't. Yeah. You know, I was talking to your, an entrepreneur. Your, your, your husband won't, your wife won't, your parents won't, your kids won't, your friends won't, because they're not doing it. They're not going through it. And some people are entrepreneurs, but specifically even coaching is like, is even more different because you are the product, right? Mm-hmm. Like when somebody doesn't want to buy your product that's on a shelf, fine. When somebody doesn't want to buy you, it's hard not to take it personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. And it's hard to not take it personally. And also in coaching, you find, at least I found this, right? Like in the corporate world, you're taught to like take all your feelings and you shove them in a bottle and you <laughs> yeah. that bottle really tight. You don't let anything out or anything. I remember that. I remember that. And so, you know, that was me. And now all of a sudden you start coaching and all these feelings come up. So you've got like this need to manage through your own emotion and own feelings while you're trying to build this and having people that you can say, fuck, today was tough. Yeah. And people that will go, yep. You know, as like the other day, my post in the group and group of like, my mindset's been off. Like I've got too many. I think this kind of goes back to what you're saying, right? It's like, we all know our mindset is crucial, but if you're alone on an Island, how do you pull yourself out of a funk, right? If you dig yourself into a deep hole, how do you pull yourself out of it? You can't. You have yeah. to have somebody there to throw you a rope and pull you out of it, right? Yeah. So if you don't have that community, if you have, don't have those people surrounding you, you know, to lift you up when you get hit in the face, you're going to stay down. Yep, 100%. 100%. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. What would be your number one biggest suggestion for all of the starting coaches out there or all of the coaches who are, maybe they're struggling, maybe they've been at it for a year, maybe they're on the verge of bankruptcy. You know, this is something we don't talk about all the time, but there's a massive amount of coaches. According to Glassdoor, 90% of coaches will never make it full time. 
right? And that's because they hit situations like you, but rather than rising up and having the support that you need, they crumble, they burst. So what would be your suggestion? What would be your suggestion for all the coaches out there that need that? Other than joining the program. <laughs> like, honestly. Other than joining the program, Angie. Other than joining the program, yeah. So I think that my number one would be to really work on muscle up and find your grit. Fuck, yeah. like that's the first thing. Like if, if I were to say anything, like you can't go into this with the defeatist attitude. Yeah. We all, like I said earlier, we all have the same amount of hours in the day. It's what you do with those hours that matters. Yeah. And, and this is not easy. And it's, I don't care what everybody on Instagram says. I don't care what all the social media posts and Facebook ads say. This is not easy and it will never be easy. No, and like people have this illusion that we're on the fucking beach sipping mojitos all day long. And it's like, yeah. I still today, every day I wake up at four o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Like every day and I'm hustling, right? Yeah. Like I'm on LinkedIn, I'm making connections. Like my day starts that early, right? And I don't care if I made $20,000 today, like this month I'm thinking, okay, the work I put in today is going to make the difference for me come summer. Yeah. Right. So like every day is a hustle and you make, like I had to sit my kids down and I had to say, listen guys, yeah. this is what mommy's doing, but you know what? Like we got to make sacrifices it means that when we go to target, I don't want to hear shit about a Beyblade that you want to buy. Right. <laughs> but now like the other day, but here's where it gets really good. Right. The other day I had my like Stripe account up and yeah. I walked away. I went to make dinner. My son goes down to do like typing club on my laptop and he goes, mom, what is this? What is this? $36,000. Yeah. Like, babe, that's what mama's made in the last, don't tell anybody, but that's what mama's made in the last, like, don't tell your dad, but this that's is, what mama's This made. is what hard work, this is what hard work can bring you. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, so they're part of that journey, right? Yeah. And which I think is, is cool. But yeah, the number one, like muscle up, find your grit. Like, and I think that's so, I think that's so important, right? Because there's going to be that pivotal moment for everybody, right? Where you can crumble or you can muscle up and you can rise. Yeah. Right. I love that. All right. A couple speed questions for you and then we'll call it. This has been amazing, Angie. First one, you and I were talking about books before we started this interview. So I want you to give me your favorite book that you've read recently and why. Yeah. So I'm rereading Emotional Intelligence 2.0. I love that. Yeah. But I did, I started in Mindsets by the book Mindsets and then I actually- Carol Dweck? Yeah. And I'm excited about this one, Switch on Your Brain. Oh, Mm -hmm. You're getting all sorts of deep into the subconscious and programming and psychosomatics now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'm excited to dive into that. But yeah, I'm, I think we talked about this a little bit, but like I'm part of it is I'm dusting off old leadership books way back in the day when I was leading myself, yeah. right? So I can be in better service of clients. But the mindset stuff is really for me. Awesome. I love yeah. that. Next question. Who's your favorite person on the high impact coaching team? God, this is so tough. Why do you ask me this question? I mean, like legitimately, like everybody is amazing, right? Like I was in a funk yesterday. Hannah calls me like in 15 minutes, pulls my ass out of it. The whole group itself is amazing. Josh is amazing. But if I were to say like, okay, Josh is the first person to slide into my DMs and connect me to Kahal. Like yeah. every time I need something, right? You are the most responsive for how busy you are. Shit, man, you are so responsive, right? <laughs> it would, honestly, it'd have to be Kahal. Like, how that, do you know? It has like, to be Kahal. Hold right? me out of, by the way, he doesn't know this whole story. So well, he, he will now. He Kahal. will now. Now you know why I wasn't responding yeah. to your messages. No, Kahal, if you're listening, you are officially Angie's favorite. I accept that. I'm okay with it. Cool. So I think Angie, this has been incredibly helpful. 
Thank you so much for joining us. I really think there's a lot of amazing lessons in here for a lot of coaches that really need to hear what it takes to really, you know, like everybody sees the success, right? You know, a lot of our clients, you know, see you now making 20, 30 grand a month and they're like, oh, like, you know, that's not fair. Like, how do I do that? And they, but they don't see what you had to go through to get to this point. I think that's mm -hmm. so important for everybody. So Angie, I just wanted to thank you again for being so open and sharing your story with us. I think this is something that a lot of people need to hear and frankly, something that, you know, can really help us understand how we can, for lack of a better way of putting it, muscle up and make some shit happen. So thank you again, Angie. Thanks for giving me the platform. So by the way, this is the first time I've ever shared that story. So yeah, beautiful. Where can people learn more about you, Angie, and what you do? Yeah. So you can follow me on any one of the social platforms that you prefer at Angie Bruin, B-R-U-H-N, or at AngieB.com. Beautiful. Thank you so much. And for everybody out there that's listening to this in podcast land, you can catch these videos live in Facebook at xanderfriar.com forward slash FB group. And if anybody out there is looking for our help, turning your business around, getting you to a point of 10K a month, 20K a month, 30K a month over the next 90 days. We're happy to help. Be happy to see if you'd be a good fit. Go ahead and go to xanderfryer.com forward slash apply and grab 15 minutes with us. We can see where your business is at. And if we need to give you a little bit of coaching to get you a kick in the ass, we'll figure that out too. But happy to chat with anybody. Again, that's xanderfryer.com forward slash apply. Thank you again, Angie. And thank you everybody out there listening. Bye for now.